Hey, KOTML, it's a Halloween edition, week eight of the KOTML podcast. Today on the pod, we got a matchup of the week profile where we're going to determine the best horror movie of all time here on the KOTML. We got the double entendres and searching for Jerry Garcia part two. It's getting a little personal this week. Huge matchup next week. The water bet is official. League versus office with the longest yard. It's the KOTML podcast. Buckle up and let's go. Is this uh, searching for Jerry Garcia or the commissioner I'm speaking with? Uh, currently, the commissioner, Mr. Double Entendres, welcome to the Halloween edition of KOTML Podcast. Ooh, thanks for having me on. All right, so first of all, uh, Double Entendres, what's your favorite scary movie? Ooh, um, House of a Thousand Corpses, big Rob Zombie fan, director, um, that in the ring. Okay, uh, very interesting choices. Uh, uh, tell us your favorite Halloween costume from Trick or Treating growing up. Uh, uh, when I dressed up as Peyton Manning. Of course. Peyton Manning, nice. So I once dressed up as Mark Brunel. I had my, uh, I had my uh, youth football pads on with the Brunel jersey over top, and everyone said, oh, you're an Eagles player. And I was like, no. Oh, that's insulting. That is insulting. Yeah, so it was. All right, so now, uh, double entendres, you requested this time, so I'm sure you have something on your mind, so uh, go ahead. So, yeah, I um, I was on Facebook earlier today, actually, and I saw um, a picture your wife posted of herself, and um, and she, I guess, is into art and stuff. And it was a picture of her holding a, uh, a fake heart, but a heart up and looking at it. And I thought, wow, what a symbolic picture, because that is what I'm going to do to your fantasy football team in two weeks when I play you. You will be figuratively picking up your teeth off the ground when I figuratively punch you in the face. And I know you've been making a lot of trades recently. And I, I know you're, you're hyped about your team and you're hyped about your opportunity, but that reality that you, that fake reality that you have um, created for yourself is going to come crashing down when I drop 160 points and you barely scrounge up 110. 
Okay, so uh, so we're gonna bring family into it. Yes, my wife is a brilliant makeup artist. Oh, it's a great, um, it a great and deserves and deserves way more recognition than just a couple of Facebook likes. That's for sure. But Mr. Double Entendres, the commissioner hat just came right the fuck off. <clears throat> so listen to me for a second. You, you're 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 coming after me. For some trades, okay? But but realistically, you manipulated Dylan again. <laughs> again manipulated him into trading you the player I've been after for three weeks now. That's the reality of the situation. Now, as for our matchup next week, Mr. Double Entendres, that heart... That was ripping out the soul of my opponents. That wasn't me. That was the soul of my opponents. And next week, when you're staring the devil in the eyes, Mr. Double Entendres, you're going to be staring the devil square in the eyes. And he's going to drag you down to the gates of hell and light you from head to toe. 185 points. I'm I'm not even I'm talking about breaking the single season record on you next week. This is all I care about. To hell with the Devontae's Inferno this week. Because case in point, he don't listen to the podcast. So I have nothing to say to him. But you double entendres in two weeks' time. You're going to be staring down the man. That's the man. AP number one, searching for Jerry Garcia. And I'm going to spit, spit at the thought that your team has the gusto, the goal, the balls to step into the arena of the Jerry Garcia and take a win from me. Uh -uh, not happening. Carson Wentz, Hunter Pence, doesn't matter. Your, your team literally might be the most overrated bunches of sacks of shit I have ever seen in my life. It is honestly, it is honestly incredible how you have the hubris to, to stand in front of me and talk shit to me out of all people who has been the undisputed number one team for however many consecutive weeks. I'm, I might have felt a second. The, the polls are rigged. It's a, it's a witch hunt. But a team with a sorry excuse of a team to talk shit to my first place, incredible, brilliantly built fantasy football team is just astonishing to me. And like I said, you can talk all the shit you want now, but in two weeks, and I don't even care who I'm playing this week, in two weeks, it is going to be an ass waxing. It is going to be, your ass is going to be like the gymnasium floor at Southern Lehigh on a weekend night after the janitors got done with it. It is going to be slippery and slidey. It is going to be fully waxed, my friend. First round pick, injured all season. Second round pick, played three games. Fourth round pick, hasn't touched the field since week one. Fifth round pick, injured all season. And guess freaking what, double entendres? Five in two. The same record as you at full strength all season long. You are quarterback dependent. You don't stand a chance in two weeks. And you are damn lucky. I mean, damn lucky that I'm not going to have a Panthers running back to, to, to counteract 
your quarterback dependent team. But guess what? I don't need him because now I got one of your Colts, Jonathan Taylor, who's going to take over the second half of the season. Now I got Will Fuller, the number eight receiver on the season, who's going to dominate the second half of the season just in time to meet with you. Perfect timing. Wow. Let's um let's let's back this up for a second here. So who did I just so you, you accuse me of manipulation and, and why 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 do you think I manipulated Dylan? You manipulated him into not making the trade he needed to make. And then he absolutely tilted into trading Ezekiel Elliott and leaving him with nothing. Nothing, because you knew you had the running backs to trade him. You convinced him not to trade for the quarterback that he needed. And now his team is so much worse, and you know it. <laughs> so much worse. So you think that was – so the trade I made with him was unfair. You are Ruxin, 100% Ruxin. You're a manipulator. You're a colluder. And I think you had this planned out since week three – you knew you were going to swindle me, absolutely swindle me, out of DeAndre Hopkins. I think you've seen it coming, and you knew, and you you had it planned, and you swindled me. I mean, I take – you comparing me to Ruxin, I'm smiling right now. That is probably one of the nicest you things you ever said. You are Ruxin. That is the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me. Um, I thought we were supposed to be talking shit, and you just complimented me. I don't know what's going on here. But I, I also find it interesting how um, you wanted a very good wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. The better man won him. But then you have the nerve to call my team quarterback dependent when I have the number one and the number three wide receiver on my team. Quarterback dependent. I don't know. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins and Calvin Ridley, that's a pretty damn good wide receiver combination. Well, guess what? Two two weeks ago, I said I hope DeAndre Hopkins breaks his leg. And you know what? When I was about to get him, when I saw it, when I, I knew it, I was about to get him. I was like, ooh, ooh, knock on wood. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. But you know what? I'm not knocking on wood anymore. I'm punching right through it. DeAndre Hopkins breaks his leg on the bye week. Then your team's absolutely screwed. And that'll be the end of the double entendres, first round exit, right where you belong. <laughs> I mean, the, like, you know, I sit at work all day. I, I'm an accountant. I deal with numbers and stuff. And I, I crunch the numbers thoroughly with, with these calculated moves. Um, and there's really just no way any team. I know I know Deb, Deb had a good week. I know, uh, you know, Kenyon Drake the week before that. You know, bad luck happens, whatever. It, it, it Lightning struck twice in a row. It's not going to happen again. But I, I've crunched the numbers here. And the statistical probability of me winning every single game out and continuing to win and beating your team by 40 points um, is very high. So I'm going to take the statistics here. I'm going to roll with it. Um, I don't know if you want to place a little wager on on this, this uh, coming up matchup between you and I. I think we should. And I think I'll give you points with that, too. Okay, what do you what do you have in mind? I, I don't know. I, I wanted to I wanted to pick your brain and and see see what you were thinking. Oh, uh, 
Okay, I like it. See, I, I this shouldn't be monetary. This should be yeah, embarrassing. Absolutely. I want you to absolutely. be embarrassed. I want to post a video on Facebook of me embarrassing you in some manner. Uh, uh, public humiliation? We got to get the league in on this. I think there should be some type of poll or some type of suggestion. Um, I'm definitely feeling like, I mean, I, I really want to see you be as embarrassed as possible. Um, and like I said, I'll even give you points on this. I don't think straight up is fair. Um, I want to make this more interesting. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, definitely post it on uh, whatever happens. It's going to be a, either a picture or video and it's going to be posted everywhere on all social medias. I'll even make a MySpace and a Zanga and post it on there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure my MySpace is still active. So uh, there you go. I'm I'm sure there's a great picture of me on there as well. Um, but uh, so just just one more little quick thing about our matchup next week. Um, you're you're just you're just not you're just not good <laughs> enough. Um, I mean, let's. I'm you. You're five and two. You have. Uh, you're tied with. You're tied with the man. For the best record in the league, but uh, you're not the best team in your division. That's clear to me. Um, and, and in the end, at the end of the day, come next week, I'm gonna give you at least your third loss after Barry beats you this week. Uh, it's gonna be joke. four don't losses in a row. Don't even. Four losses in a row, and you're gonna be asking your wife to change your diety at night because you're gonna be pooping all day long and just throwing up you're gonna be sick it's gonna be hilarious you're gonna get wet whatever the bet is i'm sure you're gonna get wet (laughs) and that's the end of it (laughs) that's the end of it yeah i mean like i said like one you're gonna you're you're gonna be the one embarrassed somehow um and two devin's art perfectly foreshadows what my team will do to you in two weeks and i am going to rip your rip your heart out and i'm going to stare at it in pleasure and it's going to be fantastic that's my dark queen and if she's ripping out anybody's heart it's the heart of my enemies and i'm sure we're going to eat it for dinner (laughs) well enjoy enjoy the fantasy while it lasts oh i will okay and now um I, I would like to talk about uh, your matchup this week, but um, it's uh, it's a lost cause. Um, I don't feel like putting my commissioner hat back on for you today. Um, maybe in two weeks after our matchup is over and you can apologize for all the disparaging things that you said about me over the last two weeks as your league commissioner, insinuating I would I would cheat in any way, shape, or form when clearly – you're the only one capable you of give me doing a lot such of a thing. I respect that, and I take that as a compliment. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was the double entendres. Uh, talking nonsense out the backside of his ass <laughs> and searching for Jerry Garcia, just speaking the truth. One last thing real quick. Barry, this coming up week, eat shit. I'm out. There it is. So there you have it. A conversation between the double entendres 
and searching for Jerry Garcia, number two and number one respectively in the AP Top 12. A huge matchup coming up next week. I can't wait to see who comes out on top. I can't wait to find out what this bet's going to be. League, give us some ideas. We really want some league input on what the losers got to do for losing this heavyweight fight next week. KOTML, that is the kind of content we're looking for. Interesting promos, diverse content, extremely terrific job by searching for Jerry Garcia and the double entendres. I can't wait for that matchup next week. It's the KOTML podcast. We're moving on. Fresh off the presses, here is the Associated Press, KOTML, top 12, heading into week 8. Number 12, the Bethlehem Cheeks Lickers, are 0-7. Number 11, Mrs. McGiblets is 2-5. and Number 10, the Longest Yard, is 3-4. and Number 9, Holy Hot Balls, is 3-4. and Number 8. Password is Taco is three and four. Number seven, Taco Corp is four and three. Number six, Devante's Inferno is four and three. Number five, Dick Long is four and three. Number four, it's the Beast Mode Beast five and two. Number three, Dude, where's my car at four and three? Number two, knocked off the pedestal after back-to-back losses. It's Devante's. Oh, not Devante's. I'm reading my abbreviations wrong. It's the double entendres at five and two. And the brand spanking new number one ranked team in the KOTML. It's five and two searching for Jerry Garcia. This was the KOTML top 12. Don't look at me, look at the Associated Press. The League versus The Office. <gasps> Nothing sexual about that. Step out your ass. Out, oh, son. Just... Oh, no. Count of three, we're all gonna put down our guns. I have crossbows. Longest Yard, what's going on? Ramsey, how we doing? Okay, welcome to the Halloween edition of the KOTML. First of all, uh, the Longest Yard, what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, my favorite scary movie. Ah, oh, man. It's coming in hot. I didn't know this was coming. Uh, I just watched one on Netflix not too long ago called uh, As Above, So Below. It's a weird Fantastic one. Fantastic movie. I love you that. You know that one? Yeah, that's a great yes. movie. So Absolutely. maybe a little bit of recency bias, but I love that one. It's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, awesome. All right, so The League versus The Office. I know you don't have a lot of time, so we'll go a little quick. Um, Atlanta is a two point underdog at Carolina tonight. Oh man, Carolina, Atlanta finds a new, new way to lose every week. <laughs> I'm going with Carolina. Facts. Cool. I'll take Atlanta. Cause I am like eight games behind. <laughs> yeah. You got to make up some ground. Okay. Next up, Las Vegas Raiders, two and a half point underdogs at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland just got waxed by Pittsburgh. 
I'll take Cleveland. I think they're good. Um, I mean, no Odell hurts, but I don't know. They got a lot of guys there that can get it done. I'll take Cleveland. Okay, at risk of taking all away teams, I'm going to take Cleveland too. That's fine. Um, the Seahawks are a three-point favorite against the 49ers. Where's the game? Wait, it's at the 49ers? Nope, Seattle. It's at Seattle? I'm taking Seattle. I'm going to take uh, the 49ers uh, for the same reason I'm taking Atlanta because it could go either way. And, and I'll you're take just riding teams. away teams. No fans, no problem. It don't matter. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. 12 <laughs> man ain't there. Uh, it could happen. That's okay, next up. The L.A. Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite against debuting Tua and the Dolphins. It's the Rams. The Rams looked so good on Monday night. I mean, the Bears' defense is – I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's, it's great, but they looked really good against those guys. So, Rams. Okay. I'm going to take the Rams, too, because uh, I'm worried about Tua. I don't know why they made that change. I th- okay. I think Aaron Donald's going to kill Tua. Yeah, uh, I, I would be scared of ex- him. Somebody needs to explain to me why the Dolphins made that change. I don't really understand, but regardless, hopefully Tua does great because I'm going to put him in my lineup. <laughs> okay, next the Steelers, undefeated Steelers, are a four-point underdog at the Ravens. I like the Steelers. I think the Ravens are. I think they're overrated. I think they're good. But I don't know. I think they've got these crazy high expectations. I think it's, you know, AFC Championship or Super Bowl or bust for these guys. And I don't know. I just don't think they're that good. I think the Steelers are going to take them down. Okay. I'm going to take the Ravens, which means we took three games differently, which is fantastic. So that was it. The league versus the office. Before I let you go, did you trick or treat as a kid? I don't want to make assumptions. Oh, as a kid, of course. All right, tell us your favorite costume you wore growing up. All right, well, growing up, or, mm, I had a good had a good costume in high school. Um, that's fine. Hit that's me with fine. the high school one. I mean, I was Hugh Hefner, and I was I was balling out in that costume. You get the robe, the captain's hat, the pipe. Get a couple Playboy bunnies around you. It's it's a hell of a costume. Very nice. Uh, one time, me and my wife went as Snooky and Jay. Wow, it was very impressive. I had tits and everything. <laughs> Which one were you? Oh, Jay. Wow, she's way shorter than That's me. That's true. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah, gotta love Jay. All right. Shore. So, uh, uh, longest yard. Thank you for giving us the time. You're a four point uh, underdog against Beast Mode this week. Good luck with that. Thank um, you. And thank you Anything for you wanna... uh, Christian McCaffrey. Appreciate I that. I was just going to say, I, I was just going to ask you uh, if you wanted to talk about that at all, if you wanted to tell us what went into the decision to accept that trade. I mean, all right, so I'm three and four. I think the talent on my team is better than a three and four team. I think they're, they're underperforming. But listen, I'm in third place. You and Edwin have monsters of teams ahead of me. Um, you've been trying to pry Jonathan Taylor away from me all year. I think I was on here week two and you were like, what the hell is it going to take to get Jonathan Taylor away from you? Um, and I said, nothing. I don't think you were going to be able to. And you know, here I am week eight or whatever it is sitting at three and four and you dangle Christian McCaffrey in front of me for Jonathan Taylor and Will Fuller. So yeah, fuck it. I got to take a chance. Um, well, Hey, yeah. 
Um, I sent out five trade offers. Uh, yours was actually the last one that uh, I considered. Um, you were the you were the fifth one, so um, you're the first one to hit accept. I really wanted Jack to give me James Robinson and Amari Cooper, but he's slow. You just got to so pull the trigger. Happen. But uh, uh, my thought process was a. I think Mike Davis has been so good that he's got to be on the field a little bit. Like he wasn't before. Yeah, the- I feel like they got to keep giving him the ball a little bit. So McCaffrey's value went down a little bit. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to keep him because I want to get the top quarterback next year. So I don't know if I want to lose my first round pick. And then I was like, you know what? Let me try and get some value right here. Let me see if I can get two players with number one potential. And I just sent out as many trade offers as I felt were fair. And you are the only one man enough to hit accept on a fair trade. So I appreciate it. It was good doing business with you. And uh, I hope it works out for the both of us. Absolutely. Pleasure doing business. All right. uh, Longest yard. Thank you, sir, for coming on. And good luck this week. All right. Thanks, Rams. Appreciate it. Good luck, man. All right, brother. We'll talk. Peace. Welcome into the week seven review. The first matchup, Taco Corp. In the matchup of the week, played a little Leatherface this week. Just when you think you have a chance, Taco Corp ends your night. 134.96, defeating Dick Long, 127.4. Both teams moving to 4-3 on the season. Dick Long had the highest scoring player of the, of the week, Tyler Lockett. 49.5 points, but was too much from the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Deshaun Watson and Antonio Gibson. Leading the way for Taco Corp. Taco Corp, the victor in the matchup of the week. Searching for Jerry Garcia was Michael Myers this week. Just keeping the pace, keeping on moving forward, and doing what he does. Killing his opponents, despite 48.48 points from Justin Herbert. Searching for Jerry Garcia takes it, 127.28. To 111.86. Both teams moving to 5-2 on the season. Mrs. McGiblets playing Freddy Krueger this week. Lulling her opponents to sleep. And doing it the dirty way. 159.06. Defeating double entendres. 114.68. Baker Mayfield, 37.78 points. Mrs. McGiblets moving to 2 and 5. The double entendres, they're falling to 5 and 2. Like scary movies. Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? 
Devante's Inferno playing the role of Ghostface this week. Just when you think he's down and out, he finds a way to get it done. Tom Brady, 45.86 points leading the way for Devante's Inferno. 145.98 defeating Dude Where's My Car. 134.12. Both teams moving to 4-3 and three on the season. The Holy Hot Balls as Jason Voorhees just mindlessly finding a way to get the job done again this week. Russell Wilson and James Robinson both over 31 points this week was enough to overcome Kyler Murray's 42.1. Final score, Holy Hot Balls 148.72. The longest yard, 116.58. Both teams are now 3-4 on the season. And finally, it's Password is Taco playing the role of Jigsaw from the movie Saw. Just absolutely torturing, mangling, and dismantling the Bethlehem Cheek Slickers by 110 points. I said 110 points. Password is Taco moving to 3 and 4. 168.22 points. The Bethlehem Cheek Slickers falling to 0 and 7. Scoring a season league low. 58.54 points this week. Devontae Adams alone was worth 40 points for Password is Taco. Absolutely drubbing this week by Password is Taco. Fantastic week, and now it is up to the Week 8 preview. What's going on? Welcome to the Week 8 Rundown. Just wanted to say it is already pushing Sunday afternoon. I'm in the kitchen making brunch. Uh, I'm just going to run through this rundown a little quick. Uh, just to get this pot out because I'm running late. It's in the home stretch of uh, the semester. I got tests and labs and lots of homework. So I've worked 13 days in a row, 60 hours. So... Uh, my time is running a little thin here, so I fell behind on the pod this week. I'll manage my time a little better next week, but for now, this is Jim's Week 8 Rundown. So, the first matchup on the list, searching for Jerry Garcia, is currently a 3-point underdog versus Devontae's Inferno. Devontae's Inferno is 4-3. I believe they're number 5 in the AP poll, maybe 6. Searching for Jerry Garcia, they're number 1 at 5-2. Next up, the Beast Mode Beasts are a 2.2 point favorite versus the Longest Yard. Beast Mode coming in at 5 and 2, number 4 in the AP poll, the Longest Yard at 3 and 4. I believe they're number 10 in the AP poll. Beast Mode versus the Longest Yard. <clears throat> the next matchup, the Double Entendres have two empty spots on their roster, which is driving me nuts currently. Um, 
but Taco Corp is sitting at a 25-point favorite because of it. Because Vegas is like, yo, double entendres. What's good, dog? Next matchup, the Bethlehem Cheek Slickers are a three-point favorite versus Dick Long. Cheek Slickers 0-7 on the season, 12th in the AP poll. Dick Long, 4-3 on the season. I believe they're number four in the AP poll. Cheeks, favored for the first time all season. Let's see if we can get that first win. Next up, Holy Hot Balls is an 11.2 point favorite versus Mrs. McGiblets. Holy Hot Balls is 3-4 on the season. Mrs. McGiblets, 2-5. <clears throat> and this, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to our matchup of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Oh, what's going on, Patrick Taka? Welcome to the Halloween edition of the cast. First of all, what's your favorite scary movie? It, uh, gonna go with a bit of a classic here. Love, uh, love the original Halloween. Okay, yeah, I can't disagree there. Dude, where's my car? Uh, welcome you to the Halloween edition of the KOTML. What's your favorite? What's your favorite scary movie? Ooh, coming out strong. Uh, right off the rip. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything straight off the head. Well, you're dead <laughs> already. This is scream. Uh, you saying yours is scream? No, no, no. You would be dead right now if if this was a Scream movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's hear some answers. What do you got for us, Rams? How about you, Paul? What's going on? Uh, Paul said Halloween, and I can't disagree. Uh, basically, uh, off of the nostalgia of the movie, um, I've seen so many horror movies that it's really hard to – even remember specifics other than ones I've seen so many times. Um, yeah. So hey, I'm, I'll back him. I'll back him with Halloween. I'll, I'll back him up with Halloween. That's you, you get. You can't get more it's, nostalgia it's a than generic, that. It's a pretty generic off the top one. It's know, not. Listen, it's listen. Let's, let's let's get something a little clear. It's not generic because it was the original that set the tone for all the movies that followed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting little tidbit, actually. Um, Halloween was basically supposed to be related to a movie called Black Christmas. Hmm. You ever hear of this movie? I actually okay. have, believe it or not. Okay, so, yeah. So, ha- basically, that was the first, like, um, holiday slasher movie. And then they basically just rewrote it into Halloween. It made it better. Yeah, I learned I learned that. Uh, Black Christmas sucked, and Halloween was great. Okay, so anyway, here we are for your matchup. Dude, where's my car? Four and three. Password is Taco. Three and four. Dude, where's my car? Is currently a whole oh, twenty-one uh, point favorite. Actually, in this in this week, Hayden Hurst has already gotten seven point nine points for Password is Taco. 
Uh, just want to hear uh, some preliminary comments on how you're feeling this week. Uh, let's start with Password is Taco, the underdog. Well, a couple of buys. You know, the David Johnson buy, not, you know, not loving that. But I have a big feeling Gio Bernard, who always seems to perform when Joe Mixon or Rudy Johnson or whoever is there is out. Rudy That's a shout out to Oswald in the, uh, the text chat this week. But so yeah, that dude always yeah. performs, man. He he just he's always a, he's always there, and I'm really leaning on him this week. Yeah, you can't deny the stash. Love this, no doubt about it. He looks. Uh, I I absolutely love the mustache. It beats the hell out of the uh, dreads he used to have. I think. <laughs> and tomorrow is okay. Tomorrow is November first, so it is Movember. So stash life. Let's go. That's there we go. Okay, so this is probably, I mean, I know Gio Bernard's mix, uh, uh, filling in for Joe Mixon, but this is probably uh, the most firepower we've had in a matchup of the week so far this season. Even if Password is Taco does have a couple of guys out, uh, Joe Mixon, David Johnson, to name a couple. Um, but uh, absolutely some top performers, and this one should be high scoring. So good luck to both of you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Appreciate it. We will revisit that real quick. But this week, instead of doing a matchup of the week snake draft, we decided we would do a little tournament style uh, uh, elimination tournament to decide what the number one horror movie of all time is. Uh, so that sounds fun. How are you guys feeling? I love it. Yeah, totally down for it. Okay, so what I got here is 32 movies, uh, completely randomly seated. So uh, there could be a championship matchup in the first round. Um, We're going to try and run through them a little quicker than uh, originally uh, planned. So if there's something you feel strongly about and you want to talk about it, we can stop and you can talk about it. But first matchup, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Against the ring. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You got my vote. Yeah, I got to go Texas Chainsaw on that one. Okay, so my vote means absolutely nothing, but Texas Chainsaw would have won that anyway. Next matchup, The Quiet Place against Silence of the Lambs. That's like an Elite Eight matchup right there. I'd go Silence of the Lambs, (laughs) but damn. Uh yeah yeah, I don't think I don't think uh Quiet Place could be as big as Silence of the Lambs. Just off yeah. the respect, I'm gonna have to go with that. Silence of the Lambs is too classic to get beaten by a Quiet Place. Um, so it's moving on. Next matchup is The Omen against Halloween. Halloween, you know my vote. Halloween, it is. Halloween, that is the championship contender, no doubt about it. Next matchup is us against Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah, that's going to be uh, us. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, us. Yeah, it's definitely us. Us moving on. Get out against Friday the 13th. Ooh. Um, probably a little recency bias, but I really like Get Out. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Get Out. Get Out is another clean sweep. 
Um, I, I watch Friday the 13th probably four or five times a year. And honestly, it's kind of bad. <laughs> if you, if you ever, uh, rewatch it, it, it's, uh, it's not very good. Um, Jason's not even the killer. Uh, there's no blood in it at all. Uh, it's not very good. Um, get out, moving on. House of a Thousand Corpses versus The Witch. Oof. Man. I think this will be more geared towards, you know, what kind of preference someone has when they're going into horror flicks. You know, like House of a Thousand Corpses, that's going to be more of just straight, you know, that's gore. You know what I mean? But then you go in with The Witch, it kind of starts hitting like the folklore bit. Starts hitting a few strings a little on the religious side. Starts to make you questioning some. Uh, my vote will probably be the witch. I would have to agree. Love the folklore. Love it. Absolutely. Uh, another clean sweep. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses is a Rob Zombie movie. Still great. Um, Still great Greg, Greg told me that. Uh, you'll hear that on the podcast. He told me that's his favorite horror movie. <laughs> and he loves Rob Zombie. And um, I, I don't. I don't like Rob Zombie movies. So The Witch, another clean sweep. Psycho against chi- Child's Play. Oh, gotta go Psycho. Classic. Psycho. Yep. Another clean sweep. It looks like our first round matchups are pretty good, actually. Yeah. Okay. The Hills have eyes against Jaws. Ooh. Jaws, Jaws is one of my favorite movies of all time in my top five. So I'm definitely going Jaws. Definitely, yeah, definitely uh, I mean, I didn't get to enjoy Jaws until I was just a little bit older. But when Child's Play came out and being an adolescent, we, we can't deny the fact that it kind of fucked you up as a kid. I actually, because of Child's Play, had to have a nightlight. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Child's Play on this one. That is a great choice. However, it wasn't in this matchup. This was the Hills Have Eyes against Jaws. Oh, I thought you said, I thought you said Charles plays against Jaws. That was against Psycho. But that's okay. Um, Jaws is moving on regardless because yeah. it's getting my vote. There we go. Yeah, no, Jaws. All right. I really thought it was Charles. Like, <laughs> keep, keep it. It's card of heart. Keep it. Let's keep going. That's good. We're good. All right. Next one. Cabin in the Woods against Saw. Gotta go Saw. Love the psychological yeah. aspect. Yeah, the original Saw is my favorite one out of all of them so i'll go with saw okay this might be the first one where it was a two to one vote because i'm i would have went cabin in the woods that's okay saw's moving on next one is hellraiser versus it is that the new it or the og it whichever one you like better and i go the new it easily new it New It. Uh, let me ask you something about It, though. Did you see part two? Yes. Yes. Did you like it? I did, but not as much as the first. Okay, I thought it was so corny. Yeah, I couldn't they, take they it. dropped the, the ball in the second one a bit. They did. All right, I'm glad to hear you guys agree with me there. Pet Cemetery versus The Exorcist. Yeah, I'm going to go Exorcist. Yeah, Exorcist. The original horror... All right, next one. Scream versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Gotta go Scream. Oh, man. 
We're going to need a decider here, Edwin. I'm going Nightmare on Elm Street. I like Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street's moving on. Insidious versus The Shining. Damn. Damn. That's that's like another Sweet 16 kind of matchup right there. (laughs) Uh, Gotta go The Shining, but it's close. Yeah, it's close, but it's like if if you didn't get a lot of background or understand the other movies, Insidious would be confusing for some people. So I would just say, yeah, I go with Shining. Shining's great. Okay, the comprehensive list that I used to make this bracket had The Shining as the number one movie. So we'll it'll be interesting to see how far it goes. Next matchup: Night of the Living Dead versus Thirteen Ghosts. Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Oh, my son just fell over next to me if you wonder what that sound was well I hope he's okay okay hereditary versus tremors uh i'm gonna go my vote for hereditary uh i haven't seen either so i'll go hereditary too <laughs> <laughs> okay uh tremors is with kevin bacon from like uh the early <laughs> I don't know when it was made, but Kevin Bacon's in it, and uh, there's these like creatures that live underground and cause earthquakes, and then they come up and they eat you. Okay, it's it's not well, good. Next yeah. matchup: Blair Witch versus The Strangers. I think you gotta go Blair Witch. Like it's it kind of is its own genre, which I think is is pretty cool. I I mean because of its cult following, you would go that way, but. For where it kind of hits home, if you're strictly going based off of what it produced, I, I think I think the strangers have better material. Okay, so this is a matchup between a found footage film and a home invasion. And of the found footage films I've seen, which is probably every one ever made because it's my favorite kind of horror movie, The Blair Witch is the worst one I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm going with The Strangers. <laughs> All right, all right. All right, that is the end of the first round. So we're moving on to round two. Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I'll go with Silence of the Lambs. Okay, I would have went with Texas Chainsaw, but that's Silence of the Lambs is moving on. Halloween versus us. Halloween. Yeah, I'll go Halloween. Get out versus the witch. Get out. Yeah, get out. No, you get out. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Get out is moving on. Psycho versus Jaws. Wow. This matchup could easily be on the greatest movies of all time, period list. Um, I'm going Jaws, but again, I'm biased. I agree. So. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Jaws. I'm gonna go with Paul on this one. Jaws with the clean sweep. There, Jaws is one of my all-time favorite movies. I love that song. Show me the way to go home. I sing it all the time. (laughs) All right, Saw versus It. I'm gonna go Saw. I'm gonna go Saw too. Oh! 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 
I can't believe that. That's an upset. Saul is moving on. The Exorcist versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Let's go Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I'm going to go with Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I'm going to go. Man, that's tough. It's a tough matchup. I got to decide it. The Exorcist All is right, moving on. The Shining versus Night of the Living Shining. Dead. Shining. Shining wins it. Hereditary and Strangers. Fuck. Let's go Strangers. Yeah, I'm going to go Strangers. Okay. I have this podcast I listen to called Horror Movie Talk. And uh, they review uh, horror movies and talk about them. And they say that Hereditary is the all-time best horror movie. Um, I, I, it's not my type because kids die in it. And uh, I, I have a hard time with that. Well, that's, I, I think that probably plays on the, 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 the strings of the you know, things you don't want to expect in a horror film. And that being one of them could be something that's something that sets it apart being different. Paul, since you haven't seen it, I would suggest you go watch it because it's a movie that that'll really kind of fuck you up a little bit. All right, I'll put it. I'll put it on my list. Yeah, there you go. Hereditary and the Witch, made by the same person. Okay. Okay. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, by the way, this is the Elite Eight now. Silence of the Lambs against Halloween. I'm gonna go. Whew. I think I gotta go Silence of the Lambs, even though Halloween is one of my favorite horror movies. Silence of the Lambs is just such a good movie. I agree. Let's go Silence. Silence of the Lambs. I would consider that an upset as well. I would have went Halloween, but that's hey, I'm the minority every <laughs> time. The breaks. Get Out versus Jaws. Jaws. I'm going to go Jaws. Oh, Jaws moving <laughs> on? This, this is actually not the Final Four I ever would have expected, we're now that's for sure. Four. Saw versus the Exorcist. Saw versus the Exorcist. Where are we at now? This Final Four? Nope, not yet. There's two more matchups in the okay. in the Final All Eight. Right. So Saw versus the Exorcist. <sighs> um... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Saw. Me too. I, I again love the psychological thriller part of that. Oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> uh, just so that we're all clear on this, I have voted against Saw in each <laughs> round. You just got to think about. It. I mean, if you want to talk about it a little bit, you got to think about what it really brings to the table, the message it's conveying, and you know what I mean, like how it kind of just. Human nature, where we just break down. You know what I mean? Like that's just a, a just it questions your decision making. Do you know what this is called? What this is what? It's called gore porn. Gore porn. <laughs> it's called gore porn. It's not. It's not scary. It's just disgusting. We'll call that the wow factor. So I, I 
I really don't enjoy the Saw movies, but you guys are voting with me, and Saw's moving on. Let's go. The Shining versus The Strangers. Shining. I'm going Shining. Shining. KOTML, your final four is The Silence of the Lambs, Jaws, Saw, and The Shining. All right. And your first final four matchup, Silence of the Lambs versus Jaws. Jaws. I'm a vote for Jaws. Jaws moving on. Saw versus The Shining. The Shining. Shining. Thank you <laughs> for knocking out Saw. I did not want to put my name on that at all. <laughs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, your championship matchup. What is the greatest horror movie of all time? Jaws versus The Shining. Let's go Jaws, baby. I'm going to have to go Shining. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, how am I going to look at this now? I am right now deciding what is the best horror movie of all time. Is it Jaws or is it The Shining? Now, as I think about it back when I was a kid, no doubt about it, I would have said Jaws. I did not like The Shining one bit. Maybe it was because it scared the hell out of me. But now, understanding the movie of The Shining, like the nuances and like the, the, the secrets you didn't know before when you were a kid, it's so fantastic. But Jaws is just so iconic. I could probably quote 80% of the movie as I watched it. Uh, it. It's embedded into my brain. The sight of that shark jumping onto the boat. I don't care how bad the robotic shark was. Great scene. I think we need a bigger boat. I love using that pun every chance I get. <laughs> the winner, KOTML, is Jaws, the greatest horror hey, movie of all time. Swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> <laughs> all right that is it jaws the greatest horror movie of all time we just ran through that in 15 minutes fantastic now i'm gonna give you each the floor real quick for a minute or two password is taco tell me what you're gonna do to dude where's my car this week i mean he's he is uh the captain of the orca all right he is quint and he's about to get eaten by the shark as he slides slowly into the mouth of this great fish. And he's going to join the Kittner boy inside uh, after my team is finished with him. Fantastic. Dude, where's my car? All right, well, uh, tell me what you're going to do to pass for his taco. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's continue with this, this jaw-themed uh, smack talk. I'm going to tell you something. Your boy's got $10,000, and it's only for me and me by myself. <laughs> and right now in this league, there's too many captains on this island, and there's only one that's going to be finishing this season, and that's your boy. And if I got to step on Paul's head to get there to that journey, Paul, I hope you got strong neck, brother, because it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Uh, that was uh, more of a trash talk to the entire league, which I feel compelled to respond to. Let's hear it. Car. Uh, place, bruh. Okay. 
Uh, so we're going to close it out. I've asked, <laughs> I've asked everybody who's been on the pod this week to tell me uh, their favorite costume from growing up. Just, just draw me a costume that you wore trick or treat and growing up. Uh, for me, I think that one's pretty easy. I was a uh, Darth Maul back when I was like in third or fourth grade or whenever the movie came out. I even had the double sided lightsaber. Best costume by far. Awesome. Dude. Uh, I'm going to say hands down was being the Green Ranger. I mean, when you're a Power Ranger, bro, and you put on the suit and you put on that half plastic helmet and wishing it was the whole helmet, but you went with the half anyway, you just felt compelled that you just had to go and be there for everybody and just be the leader. And let me tell you, when you're a Power Ranger, brother, there's no better feeling. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen. I've uh, I've let I've I've mentioned a costume that I wore when I was a kid to everybody that's come on the pod this week. So I'm going to close the pod out by saying, one year I went as a Bengals fan. That's terrifying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was I, it with uh, – would you get a jersey or would you have – or you wear a mascot? I had bangle sweatpants. I had some orange shoes, bangle sweatpants, bangle sweatshirt, bangles hat on. And everyone's like, what are you? I was like, I'm a Bengals fan, obviously. <laughs> I'm pretty sure – I'm pretty sure this was the year after they went like 1-15 with John Kitna. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's a great costume. Love it. Classic. All right, gentlemen, thank you for coming on and uh, electing Jaws as the number one horror movie of all time and uh, giving us a little bit of smack talk there at the end. Appreciate your time, gentlemen. Thanks, man. You got Have it, bro. Have a good right, Halloween. Boys. Enjoy yourself. Happy Halloween. Good luck Sunday. Yeah. that. Here we go, week eight. This was the KOTML podcast Halloween edition. The double entendres and searching for Jerry Garcia, the water bet is going down next week. Tune in. We found out that the greatest horror movie of all time is Jaws. I think we need a bigger boat. League versus office happened with the longest yard. It's time to survive the bye weeks, ladies and gentlemen. I am your league commissioner. This was the KOTML podcast. You are free and ready for takeoff. Good luck in week eight.